out to everyone watching online tonight. Thank you so much for your time. I know lots of things are happening, but it's so wonderful to get together. I know the nights are getting darker. Praise the Lord. But hallelujah, the church is getting brighter. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say that again. The church is getting brighter. So much going on in children's tonight. And then the youth, of course, downstairs. And things are really ramping up. But I want to just... Uh, visit with you just a little bit tonight and read you a few things and I want us to pray about a few things and hallelujah God is doing tremendous things mm -hmm. anyway to start I want to show you a photograph tonight do we have that photograph guys you can put it up on the screens for me <laughs> hallelujah so this is Arthur everybody say hello Arthur so just 11 days ago many of you have been praying and 11 days ago, it wasn't looking good for Arthur. Arthur had contracted RSV. It was um, not good. And uh, Arthur was right down to just a couple of hours possibly left on the earth. And that was the report. And that was what we were, you know, as you know. And uh, praise the Lord, but thank God for prayer. And uh, we declared that Arthur is not leaving the earth until he fulfills his plan and purpose. So I give you a good report. He went home today. Hallelujah. Amen. Not to be with the Lord, to be with his mom and dad. Hallelujah. And it is a tremendous, tremendous victory. And I just celebrate with you. Thank you guys for your prayers. And, uh, you know, as we pray for you, and uh, your family, your situation, thank you for praying for us and our family and our situation. Every family has something going on at times. A man can be, you know, physical, can be relational, can be financial. Uh, but everybody has something going on at some time. How many people know that? And, uh, you know, that's what the power of prayer does. It changes things. And, you know, I remember starting out on this and... You know, there were a few people that didn't go well for, and you remember praying for somebody that was very, very sick, and they died. And I remember walking away from the hospital thinking, how, how can this happen? I believe in life. Amen. But you know what? You just keep going. And you just keep going. And you find after all these years that more live than die. I'm going to say that again. More live than die. I speak that over you. You're going to live long and strong. Lift your hands and receive this. You're going to live long and strong. I speak, a, I speak a, a declaration over you tonight for the power of choice. You choose and determine how long you stay. And you refuse to die if you desire to live. Now, that's just how it works. There is a time appointed, but it's not like written in stone and you have nothing to do about it. By faith, you have the power to stay as long as you determine. Hallelujah. He gave us what? Baseline of three score and ten, but also 120. We choose. Well, I tell you, if it's just three score and ten, then I have 16 years left. But that's not the way it works. I have a whole lot more than 16 years left. I want you to shut it out. I have a whole lot more than 16 years. Come on, say it like you mean it. I have a whole lot more. How many people believe that? How many people believe you're going to be around for a long time? 
How many people have ever had the enemy whisper things to you that you're not going to make it? Things are not going to go well. You never Lift up your hand if you've ever had anything like that. Anything that has come, lift your hand up if you have. I think you have, Beverly. In the middle, in the middle of the night, one night, <laughs> you said, Pastor, I thought I was going to die. So you had at least one moment in your 40 years. Hallelujah. No, not 40 years. What are you, Beverly? <laughs> oh, nearly 40. <laughs> well, moving right along. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So look at your neighbor and tell them you're stuck with me for quite some time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So you better enjoy your spouse for you're going to be there for quite some time. Hallelujah. I'm declaring over your homes and over your personal situations that things are turning for the best. Pray in the spirit with me right now. A direction over your home that things are turning for the best. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you're not washing your feet with your socks on. This is on purpose. Amen. We're praying the mysteries of God, the revelation of God. And things are turning for the best. Things that looked like they weren't working are working. Things that looked like they weren't coming to pass are coming to pass. Come on. Endo propodoskinene. Endo le palanzolo poprepikastandrofashti. Menjela paprapadaskinanzala paprepini. Menjela poprepianzala paprapadana sula paprapadana. Hallelujah, Meneti Pierus Copina. Hallelujah, Mandiki Pripian Solopopodo Solomanza la Pama, Yandura Paprapadasa Mine, Soprepianza la Paprapadasca. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. With long life he will satisfy me and show forth his salvation. With long life he will satisfy me. With long life, my life will not be cut short. I will have the goodness of God. We've sang about it. We, we received the manifestation of it. Come on, touch your bodies right now. Work, every cell work in the name of Jesus. Work, work in the way that they were created. In Jesus' precious name, we command every cancerous cell to move on out. Move on out. In the name of Jesus, we command our cells to be healthy, healthy from our minds to our hearts to our organs even our skin in the name of Jesus we command our skin to be healthy healthy we command eczema of all sorts to leave in the name of Jesus leave 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 hallelujah 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 all pain all discomfort all inflammation leave in the name of Jesus everything everything that is trying to affect our nerves in the name of Jesus anything that is caught any trapped nerve loose it now father in the name of Jesus and a cup come on I sense the power of God I sense the anointing of God and then a paprapadas gulamonzilla paprapadine. And then venzilla paprapadas gulamonzilla paprapadine. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we lift up a protection right now. You know what I'm going to pray over right now? I'm going to take authority over, this may be weird to some of you. I'm going to take authority over signals. that are trying to impact unseen EMF or whatever. Anything of any frequency. You said that's weird, Pastor Paul. No, it's not. There are things that are going on. And we just lift up the shield of faith. We just lift up the shield of faith. Hallelujah. 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 And the Lord wants you on those keys. That's all. I'm just telling you on the spirit. The Lord wants you on those keys. No time off for good behavior. The Lord wants you on those keys. Hallelujah. 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 So let's just work this just for a couple of minutes. I can't put my finger on anything. But it is the unseen that is warring against us. And if we, the church, believe in frequencies and sounds, you have to believe that the enemy does too. And with him having Worship sound made in him. You have to understand that he knows what to do. So if the sounds of heaven can heal you, then sounds of darkness can make you sick. How many people would accept that? How many people think about these things? Let me see your hand. How many people then believe that I'm not so far out left? I'm becoming more and more sensitive even to things that I have in the house. Things that just can, don't even need a cord. Could people be getting sicker? because of some of these things. Well, I think it's time to pray. I, st I said, I think it's time to pray. Because we need the wisdom of God to live. 
and not just waking up someday and realize that there is a disease on us that was caused by something unseen working in our homes or towers. Somebody said, I wish I didn't come to prayer tonight. This is just getting too weird, Pastor. No, I'm really at the stage, I'm about to turn that stream off on a Tuesday night so that we can get working. Because there's stuff that needs to be dealt with. How many people understand that? When we come together in a corporate setting, we're here to work. And there's things, do you know that your brother and sister are dependent on you? That's how the corporate prayer works, right? Because there are things that you'll never be able to get done on your own. If you're held up with stuff, then I tell you, we come together in the power of the corporate anointing, and people not under the pressure that you're under come then objectively. And they can begin to see things. You remember when, I'll go back up here. You remember when Jerry Savelle couldn't, just couldn't get the breakthrough? Yeah. How many people remember this testimony? Yeah. Jerry Savelle could not get the breakthrough, no matter how hard he prayed. This is years ago. Well, whether it's years ago or not, no matter how you, the principle is the same. No matter how long or how hard he prayed, and he went to Brother Copeland, and Brother Copeland said, Stop praying about it. I will take it up. And it wasn't any length of time before the breakthrough came for Jerry. Because sometimes you can be so ingrained and in it and entrenched in it. So we need the power of covenant. You know, I, I checked myself, and even with this whole thing with Arthur, you know, there was no pride of any sort. My thing was that I was so convinced that he was going to live. And I didn't care how many people I had to mobilize to pray about this. And it wasn't a reflection on me having no faith. It was the wisdom of God to invite everybody else's faith who were unemotionally involved. <laughs> So look at your neighbor and say, you need me more than what you realize. Because sometimes people think, I can just sort this out. But it is pride. Everybody say pride. It is pride that causes people to leave this earth early. A lot of it. I'm not saying all of it. A lot of it. When the Lord has given us the power to stay. I want you to shut it out. I'm going to stay. So I just, there's stuff out there. And, uh, I, you know, we have to be thinking about what we're putting in our bodies. This is the wisdom. And then we have to start thinking about what's going on around our bodies. This is too much work. I think we'll just go to heaven. No, we need to stay. 
But this warfare of this age is really, is, is really unseen. And it's the unseen that is trying to get you. I'm going to say it one more time. It's the unseen that's trying to get you. But if you live your life just out to lunch most of the time, then you're going to be oblivious to the aggression of darkness. Oblivious. You can live your life too. Well, I just love the love. I'm just in the love of God. I just, everything is love. Well, that's not, that's not what the Bible said. The Bible said you can use his love, but you're going to have to walk in his love, stay in faith, but you're going to have to wage a warfare. And you cannot stay this side of eternity without waging a warfare. I'm going to try it one more time. You cannot stay this side of eternity without waging a warfare. This is how serious this is. You can't. And we can have all the great worship, we can have all the great messages, and we can have the greatest businesses. All those different things. But like what I said, look at Mr. Red Bull. Gone. 51st richest man in the world. Age 71, I believe he was. Gone. Cancer. Money couldn't keep him here. And money will never be able to keep you here, but faith will keep you here. Faith. Fighting the good fight of faith. Laying hold. Everybody do that with me. Laying hold. Anybody glad you came tonight? Laying hold. You know, one of these days, I'm really going to appreciate Pastor Karen more and more and more. Even in the hotel room, she runs around and she puts all these pieces of clothing all over these lights. You know, at 2 o'clock in the morning, it can be highly irritating. And you're waking up in the morning and you're looking for a piece of clothing. You know, it's not where you left it. But you're looking, it's hanging draped over something. Because there was a light there. Say this, I will not die. But live. And declare the works of the Lord. Let's say it one more time. I shall not die. But live. And declare the works of the Lord. Isn't that powerful? How many people believe that? Lift up your hands and just thank the Lord right now. You're sticking around. You're sticking around. You're sticking around. No matter what comes, you're sticking around. Come on, just thank him now for wisdom. 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 In the name of Jesus. I'm getting free from bitterness. I'm getting free from unforgiveness. I'm getting free. Come on, shut it out. I'm, I'm getting free. Can I have tissues up here, please? Kleenex. I'm getting free. Free. 
Menjila paprapadaska manjula paprapadaska mani. Hallelujah. 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 You know, Karn and myself, we shot down last night to see Billy and Melanie Burke. They were down in Eufaula. We, we slipped down there. Man, the longer I sat in my chair, I got more and more irritated by the amount of sickness. And these were not people of the world that was in this church. These are believers. I, I, I heard names last, like, last night that I had never heard before. And I, I got more and more irritated and thinking, my God, how much sickness is there? It's, it's, it's a consolacemaya. We need to wage a warfare. We have to. We cannot settle for sickness. Our president today got his extra booster. No, I'm not, I'm not making light of it. Everybody has their own conviction. But one minute the, the pandemic's over, today we're not so sure. Because it seems to be on the rampage again. But we already know, even by the inspiration and the unction of the Lord, the COVID was just the start. So say this with me. I'm going to live, I'm going to live by wisdom. By wisdom. For, wisdom For wisdom is the principal thing. I understand by the unction of the Spirit to know what it is that needs to be done when it needs to be done. Come on, tap your body and say, body, come into line. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, faith is just not for things. Faith is just not for materialism. Faith is just not for a big house. Faith is just not. Faith is for whatever it is needed for. And we need faith to stay here on this planet. We cannot just rely on just having a good heart. We rely on the word that our heart is going to remain good, stay good. And it's going to pump as long as I need it to pump in the name of Jesus. Come on, touch your body right now. We speak to all calcifications. Command them to leave your arteries in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 All calcification. Any blockages of any sorts in the name of Jesus. Any blockages of any sorts. Come on, open Open, open, in the name of Jesus. We just take authority over the generational curses in Jesus' name. Come on, just say it. I bind every curse in the name of Jesus that would want to come down a generational line. Come on, even genetically. I am healed, whole, and delivered. Come on, say it like you mean it. I am healed, whole, and delivered. Come on, one more time. I am healed, whole, and delivered. 
We have to move, ladies and gentlemen, from just coming to church expecting to sing a couple of songs, saying a couple of prayers, hearing a, a, a sweet message, and going home just because you clocked in and you clocked out. Something tangible, something demonstrative, something of a nature of change wants to take place in our lives that we are better by the time that we leave than what we actually wear when we come in. You might have come in here tonight carrying something in your body that you don't even know about. There could be something negative going on in your body that you don't even know about. But yet in this, in this place of faith, in this place of anointing, God is already rectifying it and sorting it in the name of Jesus. You don't, the moment that you go to the doctor for a diagnosis is not when you got something. Things want to work unseen. Ah. Well, we just release our faith right now that no matter what is working, it stops. It's brought to naught. It's brought to naught. It's brought to naught. It's brought to naught. Come on, it's brought to naught. Do you believe this tonight? Hallelujah. 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 It's 8 o'clock on a Tuesday night, and all is well. Come on, shut it out. All is well. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So let's go in our Bibles, please, to 1 Timothy. I'm not going to keep you very long tonight. That's the night that we stay longer. <laughs> So back up to Second Thessalonians. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And we're going to chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 2, and we're going to read to verse 6. And that we may be delivered from perverse, improper, uprightness, uh, unrighteous, and wicked, actively malicious men. I'd like you to underline that. Because we are living in a very malicious, vicious period of time. How many people would accept that? So look, at, look, look what it's saying. That you may be delivered. So say that with me. I am delivered from perverse, improper, unrighteous, and wicked, actively malicious men. Now that is a powerful confession. I'm going to say it again. I am delivered from perverse, improper, unrighteous, and wicked, actively malicious men. For, uh, for not everybody has faith and is held by it. That's very plain. Look at verse 3. Yet the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and set you on a firm foundation and guard you from the evil one. Right there. The Lord is faithful, and he will guard you from the evil one. I'm going to say it again. The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you, and he will set you on a firm foundation, not a wobbly, sinking sand. I'm on a rock, a rock that is immovable. It is impenetrable. And no matter what storms comes my direction, I'm going to be able to stand. Why? Because the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen me. I'm going to say it again. The Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen me. I'm going to say it again. The Lord is faithful.
and he will strengthen me and set me on a firm foundation and guard me from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you that you are doing and will continue to do the things which we suggest and with which we charge you. And that's exactly what's happening here. I have confidence concerning you. Verse 5, may the Lord direct your hearts into realizing and showing the love of God and into the steadfastness and patience of Christ and in waiting for his return. Now we charge you, brethren, in the name and on the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, that you withdraw and keep away from every brother, fellow believer who is slack in the performance of duty and is disorderly, living as a shirker and not walking in accord with the traditions and instructions that you have received from us. Wait a minute. Did that actually say that? Wait a minute. That is not an Old Testament scripture. So it's telling us in the day that we're living that we're going to have to know those who labor among us. <laughs> Why? Because the pull of Satan is going to be very strong. And Satan is going to try any way he can to, what? Seduce, deceive, distract, derail. But no weapon formed against me. That's why we have spoken over you for years. Discernment is increasing. Discernment is increasing. How many people is praying discernment over your lives? How many people is going to step that up? Discernment is increasing. That I understand. If you've been dealing with something for 20 years, ladies and gentlemen, and it has not changed, you're really going to have to think beyond the lines. Because that could be demonic. And I know in the church world, in the faith world, we don't want to talk about these things, but it could be. And it could be something lurking that you need to get free from. Because after 20 years, you should be completely free and completely delivered at this stage. So I'm speaking discernment over you in the wisdom of God. That if you habitually do the same thing wrong over and over and keep regressing back to. There's something at work more than your flesh. Don't ever forget that once you do get delivered from something. If you don't stay delivered. It will go. And it will bring more with it. Back to find the house swept clean. That's why when you get on the word, you have to stay on the word. Come on, shout that out. When I get on the word, I have to stay on the word. But this just sounds so much like works. Well, it is work. Because you are this side of eternity. And you have opposing forces that are at work to destroy, to derail. That's why we must never forget that we are of God, and greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. How many people believe that? Shout it out, greater is he that is in me. Say, Pastor Paul, that, that scares me a little bit to think that it could be uh, a, a devil. Don't let it scare you. Just get, wise. Just get wise. Just get wise. 
You just, you can't keep going forward two steps and back three. You can't keep just getting on fire for a moment and then letting your fire go out the next moment. Satan loves that sort of thing. He loves to mess with you. You know, you believe one minute, you know what, this is it. I'm going to serve the Lord with all my heart. You know, something's happened, you're going to serve the Lord with all your heart. And then the next minute, everything's okay, and we're not doing what we did over here. Well, Satan loves that yo-yo lifestyle of a believer because he continually is able to get in and mess. But this is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have time to go through all the scriptures tonight, but we'll get you all the scriptures. That if you do get delivered from something, you have to stay delivered. Because I don't believe that you were just once delivered. I believe by faith you have to stay delivered. One person clapped right there. This is just not a you know, get saved, free for all, I'm going to heaven. There's devils out there that want to make your life hell on the journey to heaven. Well, I'm not having that. I said, I'm not having that. Come on, let's just lift your hand and say, we receive heaven on earth right now. In the name of Jesus. I hope you're enjoying this tonight because this is the word of the Lord. God is preparing us. Come on, like the Lord spoke to Pastor Karn all those years ago. He says, you prepare to stay and you prepare to go. And then people will look at us and they'll think that we're the radicals, you know. Look, look at him. He's, he's just so radical. You, you can't live your life like that. But that's how you want to believe. You believe like that. Me? I choose to believe I can live like this. I believe that I can take authority over the enemy. I believe that in the name of Jesus, every knee bows and every tongue confesses. I believe that when I speak that name, everything changes. And everything is now held to hear what's coming next. Shut it out. I have authority. So what does it say here in verse 2? That you may be delivered from perverse, improper, unrighteous, and wicked, actively malicious men. For not everybody has faith and is held by it. So there we go. We have wisdom now that, that we know that not everybody has faith and not everybody is going to be held by that. So for us to expect that is unreasonable. We just have to accept it that the scripture says that not everybody's going to have the same conviction as you have. Not everybody's going to have the same faith as you. Not everybody's going to want to build the faith like you want to build the faith. And not everybody's going to want to get up and exercise authority. But I've said this for years. If you do not take authority over, authority will be taken over you. I will say that one more time. If you do not exercise your God-given authority in Jesus, then authority will be taken over you. I want you to say this over your life. I refuse. In this day, for anything to offend me. Lift your hands and thank the Lord right now. Now you may be visiting tonight or listening for the first time, or you think, man, this 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 guy is like, is he the real? Is he is he real or what? This is real. This is how it works. 
said, I'm redeemed from the curse. I got irritated last night because you know what? I believe in the power of healing more than I believe in the power of sickness. And my, the compassion in me, I, 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 at one stage, I just, I wanted to get up and just walk out. Not, not because I don't love Brother Burke. I, I love him. I just was so like, I can't stand this. People naming, naming every sickness like they had been to medical school. This was one gentleman. I mean, my, my heart, he had about five things that were wrong. Each one of them could have taken him out. And he has five of them. I'm like. How many people believe that you're going to see the goodness of God? How many people believe it's time to see miracles? It's time. We, we just can't keep. We just, come on, guys. I, I need somebody to fight with me. Not, not fight against me. I'm standing away from the speakers. Uh, I need somebody to fight with me. Not against me. I, I, I don't need everybody telling me what they think I need to do to tidy up my act. When you go to war, it's hard to tidy up an act. Did you ever see it? I mean, did you see Braveheart? Did, did you see Mr. Wallace try to tidy up his fight? It's hard to tidy it up when, when you're warring against principalities and powers. It's hard to be cute. Oh, I, I, I try. It's hard to be cute all the time when you're in the middle of a fight. I mean, this man's standing for office. Um, where's, where's one of those microphones, please? This is Dana Pereira. Tell us what you're standing for, please. It's uh, Senate District 34. Uh, goes all the way up to Owasso. And uh, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good. <laughs> yeah, we think we're going to win. Praise the Lord. Uh, we got it first in the spirit. And, uh, Praise the Lord. And we're going to win. How many people set your agreement with that? Now, in the name of Jesus. Stretch your hands towards him and begin to pray right now. In the name of Jesus. Sean, put your hands on him. My brother, come and put your hands on him. Joshua, come over and put your hands on him. Turn around now. Let's pray. Oh, my brother, pray, pray, pray hands on him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. 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 Yes.
You carry the atmosphere of heaven and you will change your atmosphere when you walk in the room. Yes. Yes. Strengthen him. Strengthen him. Strengthen him. Strengthen him. Bring him what he needs, Father. Bring him what he needs to get him over the line, Father. Bring him what he needs to get him over the line. In the Kabreska Bowels of Andrebiastolon. Inshallah, Papapada. Come on, glory to God, everybody. Come on, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Come on, shout it out. We're going to make it. I want you to wage war on sickness. I want you to wage war. Get the word and wage war on it. Wage war on it. Don't don't complain about it. Somebody sick in your home, don't complain about it. Even if it's wearying you out, don't complain about it. Don't undo anything that's being done in prayer. You know, Daniel 7:25 is that the three things that the enemy's trying to do, he's trying to what? Weary the saints. Look at your neighbor and say, I refuse to be wearied. Come on, what's he trying to do? Pervert the times. What does it mean by pervert the times? Put things out of timing. Today, I uh, officiated at the homegoing service of, of Tim Fredrickson, uh, Debbie's husband and uh, Blake's father. And I was, I was talking to the Lord about it, just in my heart, as you do. And the Lord gave me a statement of which I said today. And it was this. Tim did not run out of time. He walked out of time. He walked out of time. He's in heaven with the Lord. But he did not run out of time. He walked out of it. I declare over you, you will never run out of time. I want to say it again. You will never run out of time. Remove that from your vocabulary. And never say it again that you feel like you're running out of time. That's not the Lord. Satan wants to weary you. Satan wants to pervert the times. And what? What else? He wants you to cause words to be spoken against the most high well you say pastor I, I don't speak words against the most high if you're speaking contrary to his will and his purpose you are speaking against him stout words words that are contrary to his plan and his purpose are how satan works 
And he loves to frustrate the body. Well, I've been declaring it over you tonight. Things are quickening up. And we're going to see things manifest in a quicker way than what we've ever. I don't know, but you may be happy to, to go through 20 years of sickness. I'm not. You may be happy to go through 20 years of, of trauma. I'm not. You may be happy to, to see people around you sick. I'm not. When the enemy hit my great nephew, I'm telling you, he hit the wrong one. I said, Arthur will live. And Arthur will finish why he was sent to earth. When the enemy hit the ward laws, pastors Gary and Mary's granddaughter, they said no. The enemy wanted to take her out. But they said no. I want you in this room all to say no. No matter what comes your direction from the enemy, what do you want to say? No. no. It's not going to be that way. I want you to lift your hand and say, I refuse to live my life in pain. Touch your mouth right now. Touch your tongue. Command it to come into line with the word of God. All your receptors, come on. How long? How long? In the name of Jesus. Everything work. Everything work. Everything work. Every attack against your senses be brought to naught. We lift high the shield of faith. It doesn't matter what pandemics are coming. It doesn't matter what resurgence of COVID. We have the shield of faith. Come on, let's do it right now. We lift high the shield of faith. Come on, if I... 15 minutes ago, we refused to die. Come on, shut it out. I refuse to die. So you've heard it for years in this city that faith needs corresponding action. Faith always needs corresponding action. It is not good enough to say, I have faith without corresponding action. This, I believe, is the word of the Lord. In verse 3 in 2 Thessalonians, chapter 3, look at this. The Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen me and set me on a firm foundation and guard me from the evil one. And I receive it as the word of the Lord. I receive it as the word of the Lord. Now you're going to have to guard your heart for out of it flows the issues and the forces of life. Let's just do that right now. That means you're going to have to put a guard that offense and all these things that want to come your direction and believe me, they're coming and I am not a prophet of doom. They are coming. 
before you know it, you could be hooked by it. And you wake up one day and think, how did I, how did I manage to get offended? You know why I spoke this on Sunday about wisdom for the physical, for relational, for financial? Because that's where I believe the attacks are coming. And that offense will want to mess up relationships like you never even thought it could. In an instant, I was left out. I can't believe they... Why are you going there? If they didn't invite you to dinner, thank God you had a night in the house. Stop feeling like you were left out. Don't receive a spirit of rejection. Just receive it that it was the grace of God that you weren't thought about for that meal. Come on. Isn't that a great way to think about it? Well, I can't believe they left me out. I, I, I would be lifting my hands rejoicing. I got to stay in the house. But you see, rejection wants to lurk. There's stuff happened to you, and you were in the womb. And you're now 60-something, and it still wasn't dealt with. And you've carried that all these years. Well, no more. I said no more. I said no more. This was a bulletin by Rick Joyner. And it was about what he, he, he had a dream in 1995 on February the 16th. And it was about the evil army. I, I know I've alluded to this, but I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you need to read this. And you need to read it and read it and read it until it actually gets in you. Because if you live your life thinking that it's all a bunch of hooey, you're going to be knocked upside the head by something. If there's something wrong in your body, you must be waging a warfare. And not waiting just on a healing. Is that okay to say that? if I can just get myself to a healing service. Well, all those people that were in that healing service last night, we saw a few things, but not in the way I want to see it, Kyle. I meant people accept what I'm saying. Not in the way I want to see it. I want to see the lame walk. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. I believe we're a church that are contending for this. I honestly believe it with all my heart. I believe that God is raising up a people that is contending for this. That we refuse. Well, can we post this on our 
home group? Well, I'm sure there's a, a link that we could post that they could go to, to their website. How many people would like to read this? Praise the Lord. Now, you, you give your hand to the Lord just there. You know? <laughs> so that means when the link comes, you're going to read it. I don't have time tonight because I took it up with other things. And then I have in my hand, flick over the page, please, to 1 Timothy. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Yeah. This is true tonight prayer. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18. This charge and admonition I commit and trust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with prophetic intimations, please come back. Which, uh, no, that wasn't written in here. That was Nita Carla. Which I formerly received concerning you so that inspired and aided by them, you may wage a good warfare. I want you to underline that and highlight that in your Bible, please. That I may wage a good warfare. I don't know if this warfare is five minutes I don't know if it's 55 minutes. I don't know if it's three days. I do know that Daniel had a 21-day period of stuff going on in the unseen. When the angel manifested, he said, I came the first time your words were heard. But I was withstood 21 days. Now, I believe in the New Testament we have an advantage. Jesus led captivity captive. So I don't believe we're right back where Daniel was. I do believe that as the New Testament church, by the power of the Spirit, we have the advantage. Daniel wasn't seated at the right hand of the Father. We are. And we're seated far above principalities and powers. So we would have, I believe, and good authority to say it, an advantage in our dispensation to Daniel's. Would you agree with that? So therefore, if Daniel was able in his dispensation to pull angels out of heaven and to cause a warfare, even that lasted 21 days, and the angels still showed up, that I have come because of what you prayed. That's amazing. So for us as the New Testament church, what does that look like? Because if the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and all prayer is in the Spirit, all manner of prayer, then we must have angelic operations constantly working. But I will submit this for your consideration. Do we let up too quickly? Because I don't believe Daniel let up. Because he had a discipline of prayer. I'll try over here. I mean, personally, I believe that that lion in the den could not eat it, Daniel. Not just because the Lord shut its mouth. But it was to do with the workings of prayer that Daniel held to. 
and would not allow the influence of the dark side to get the upper hand because Daniel kept the pressure on. And as the new, is that okay? And as the New Testament church, we have a responsibility to keep the pressure on. How many people have got something tonight? It's, we got to start. We got to start keeping the pressure on. Because I can tell you this in my closing words tonight: if you create a void, if you create a void, whether this is in your home. family, city, if you create a void, the enemy will accommodate you and he will fill it. Sometimes we learn the hard way. And I know you to choice whether you came tonight to hear me or, you know, stay home and watch someone else. But I believe that if you apply what you heard tonight, it will, it will not just change your life, it will radically change your life. It will radically change your life. Because even, I, I, you know, kind of myself, I, I, I speak about things so I leave everybody else alone. But I, I cannot be responsible for Karen's walk with the Lord. How many people understand that? She can't be responsible for mine. But yet, as a husband and wife, our marriage will benefit if we both choose to walk with the Lord. How many people know it's hard for in, in a marriage if one is pushing in to things and, and, and others not? That can be hard. So it's time to shoulder your responsibility, even in marriage. You have to stop saying, well, you know, she's the spiritual one. Or he's the spiritual one. You have to start saying, we both love the Lord. Your time with the Lord may be different than your wife's. Your time with the Lord may be different than your husband's, but you still must spend time with the Lord. And it can't be putting on your makeup. It can't be me doing whatever. It has to be on purpose. That's right. Shout it out, on purpose. You know, Brother Copeland got himself into real, really big trouble with the Lord way back, several times. And he went to the Lord and he said, what is wrong? And the Lord spoke to him and said, all you do is, that, is always just spend your time getting messages to preach. And you don't spend time anymore just communing with me. For every time that Brother Copeland would spend time with the Lord, it was always for another service. 
or for another TV program. Remember how he got so tired? Some of you don't. I do. And that was the reason. Because he wasn't spending time with God for himself. It was always for others. That's the same as like you said, well, just spending time with the Lord for your business. No. You must spend time with the Lord for you. For him. I've met so many people in ministry that are just dead to God. And they come into ministry so full of life and love for God. But by the time they get into ministry and into the runnings and the trimmings and the trappings, even in ministry of helps, is that you leave the first love for now the doings of things. But it can happen to everybody. It can happen. But if you create a void, I need to let you go home. Satan will fill it. That's why we have our work cut out for us in this city. You know that. Because a void was allowed to happen. You say, that's big talk, Pastor Paul. But it's the truth. Because once churches start going after the flesh, then the void begins to be created. Once you start working out of a memory of what the anointing can do, now you create a void. So now we're not the influence anymore. We're being influenced. And it's easier to be like the world, to win the world, rather than to be the church. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Hallelujah. Just lift your hands just a couple of minutes and just worship him. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Some of you have been in a tight spot recently. But we're waging war on stuff. I'm telling you. We're waging war on stuff.
must do everything I can to stay on fire for God, to stay in love with the Lord. Regardless of what I do for Him, I must stay in love with Him and give Him the first place in my life and to give Him even a tenth of my day to fall in love with Him over and over and over and over and over. And if there ever was a void created, we allow the Spirit of God to come into that void in the name of Jesus and begin to squeeze the enemy out of every area, of every place. It's time to wage a warfare, guys. This is how I and I pray with all my heart, and I trust you with this tonight, that you'll take this and you'll take it before the Lord. You'll take it to the Father and say, Father, show me in my life. Show me in my life what it is that I need to do. What it is I need to do. back up on top of things, if you have to get back in the driver's seat of things, if you have to get back in control of things, because sometimes things that are in our body start to lead, and that's why this wisdom's coming, to help you physically, that's why this wisdom's coming, to help you relationally, that's why this wisdom's coming, to help us financially. are right up ahead. Hallelujah. The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? Glory to God. Well, I'm so glad that you came tonight. Amen. Come on, let's go ahead and give on to the Lord our juicy night of our tithes and our offerings. Praise the Lord. Look how the Lord is blessing you. Hallelujah. Even if you've got five dollars more than what you had, look how the Lord is blessing you. Even if you got 20 bucks more than what you had, look how the Lord is blessing you. So wonderful. So wonderful. For the Lord is good.
tonight about waging a warfare and I've been thinking of this since you started ministering waging a warfare what does that mean well to wage is to carry on so we have to carry on a warfare because there's a warfare coming against us but we have to do our part but we have to engage to war we have to engage to wage we must engage to wage. We engage to carry on. We must make decisions that we're gonna carry on and do our part and work with and take authority over that that's coming against us in the unseen realm. And one of those areas, like Pastor's saying, is that area of finances. It's our job individually, responsibly, in individually, but in our families, that we see to it that we wage, wage this warfare regarding our finances so the enemy cannot trick us or steal from us the stuff that's supposed to come to us for the job and the purpose that needs to be done by us because every one of us has a part to play in this war in this kingdom that's here you're a visible part of the kingdom that's on the earth if you're looking for kingdom, then look at yourself. You're a visible part of the kingdom of God that has been born again into this, vis into this kingdom. So you are visibly working with him and taking authority over the stuff in the unseen realm. And we must never forget this and remember where our focus must be. And not, just not letting things just go by and just getting into a rut with things and making sure that we are on the alert all the time, financially, spiritually, physically, that we are on the wall when it comes to these things. That means that wisdom of God is ours for the taking in every part of this warfare. It's in the word of God. That's where we get it. That's where we glean it and gain it by the Holy Ghost. Because the word is a big, it's, there's a lot of word. So led by the Holy Ghost, he gives us the realm of word for us, for our situation. So we can wage that warfare. That so we can carry on and be the soldiers we're supposed to be to achieve what needs to be achieved. And take back what's been stolen from us. And not just stolen from us, but the stuff that was stolen from the, your forefathers before you that you now have a, an opportunity to take back. They didn't know to take it back, but you know to take it back. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> taking it back. I'm taking back. We're taking back. Let's take it back. There's stuff that was ordained for your family that needs to be taken back. Amen. And just say this, that's where wisdom comes in. That's where wisdom comes in. <laughs> say it one more time. That's where wisdom 